Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. What is so special about emerging leaders, right? What is because it's not just an internship program. And for what we found out is that students were looking for a community. A community that they're like, I can't find this if I walked out of my dorm, if I walked in my community, a community where I feel like I belong, where I'm, I feel like I'm connected, where I feel like people look like me and they understand me without me having to go into my whole story as to who I am. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast, a show about aspiring business leaders from Portland and beyond. So, Cynthia, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So... I was learning a little bit about the Portland Leadership Foundation mm-hmm. as we were talking before, you know, and we started recording. And it's just really interesting, all the different programs you run. But I guess to start, love to learn about you. Can you just give a little <laughs> over who you are, what, yeah. you know, what, what you do here at the Portland Leadership okay. Foundation? So, uh, like you said, my name is Cynthia Manuel, and I am the director of Workforce Initiatives. So what does that mean, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Workforce Initiatives means I oversee the Emerging Leaders program at the Portland Leadership Foundation. So the Emerging Leaders Program is an initiative that was created about three years ago. And our CEO, Ben San, as well as a CEO uh, from Eroy Ryan Buchanan, mm. kind of created this um, internship program. Okay. And the whole idea behind it was um, to provide opportunities for students of color mm-hmm. who didn't have uh, who didn't have a right uh, path directly to going to work in a corporation. Right. And so I was very attacked like attached to it because my story a little bit goes um, when I was in high school and I graduated there was a very similar program like this one that existed where it was providing internships and back then I was really more of a computer science okay. uh, major or I had declared myself to be a computer science major because I wanted to code um, video games for Nintendo that was my dream <laughs> and so I, um, I got an internship at Hilo Packer um, just as, as I had just graduated college mm-hmm. like high school and I didn't really know what that even meant mm-hmm. and I remember it was being a culture shock as I walk into the Vancouver site mm-hmm. and everybody had cubicles and I thought what happened to everybody's offices Crazy. right and I was like what is this world <laughs> and so I stayed with Hilo Packer for two years and that's when I learned that maybe my passion was more towards marketing and not so much computer science but I didn't really have I had some mentors but not really necessarily somebody that I could really identify with mm-hmm. that could say hey Cynthia you know what you can actually do both right not choose one or the other and so then um, I left Hewlett-Packard because I had to be a computer science major to stay there. Okay. And I had switched over to marketing. So Xerox and Wilsonville um, opened up an opportunity through the same program and said, come over. Because yeah. I was coming from their competitors, of course. <laughs> and so I went over to Xerox. Um, I did two summer internships with them and sales, human resources, um, special projects. And I really, really loved it. So when I graduated, um, I had actually had a great mentor there who was able to um, help me get a full-time position with Xerox. So um, when I was there for a year after being working for a full-time, I was actually able to buy my parents a home. Oh, wow. Um, and it was a thank you gift yeah. that I wanted to do for my parents because of all the hard work and sacrifice that they mm-hmm. had put into. Because both of my parents actually are farm workers, or mm-hmm. they were farm workers back then. And I knew how much they had put into to make sure that I had succeeded in, mm-hmm. and be able to be okay, stable, and professionally. Wow. So after that, um, I stayed with Xerox for about three years, and I had an opportunity mm-hmm. to go to Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield, which is now owned by Cambia. Mm-hmm. 
And I had um, a fantastic mentor there as well, manager. And I stayed there for about five years. Um, and then I moved over to Oregon's Health Co-op, which was a startup um, health insurance company back when the Affordable Care Act came up to yeah. place. And I stayed there until they closed the company. And then I ended up here. So I want to unpack that a little bit. So, I mean, it sounds like you had these strong mentors in your life. Going from, you know, that corporate track or world to, you know, this foundation, nonprofit, obviously sounds like it's a passion of yours. What was that, I guess, what was the sparking point for you to, to make this transition to? To make the transition, yeah. yeah. So it actually was when I was looking for a job um, after I had, you know, the company had closed at Oregon Cell Co-op. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was the first time that I actually had, didn't have a mentor helping me get another huh. job. Okay. And it wasn't because I didn't want to. It just, it just felt like everything else, my previous path had just been felt sure. naturally. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I got to start like interviewing and, you know, introducing myself and building my network. And I'm really personable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I like to meet people all the time. But I wasn't landing jobs. And so I thought, what is it? What is it? What is happening? Right. And I doubted myself a lot. Like the imposter syndrome really mm-hmm. hit me a lot. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I have a master's degree. I've done all these things. I am very involved in my community. And yet I still can't seem to land a job. Mm-hmm. And so when the opportunity came to come to this program, I said, I know how, like, the benefits and how my family, my community benefited from you know, my, my previous track, right. I want to do something like that for somebody else, yeah. especially our students of color that live in our community, mm-hmm. because I didn't want anybody else to kind of face what I have faced sure. at that point. So many questions to unpack that too. It's so interesting. So uh, number, a couple other things. I mean, you were, we were talking, you were just recognized as one of Portland Business Journal's you know, top women to watch in uh, 2019 here in Portland. So obviously <laughs> you're doing some great things. And, you know, as far as this specific program, Emerging Leaders, mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the types of, I guess, kids you work with and yes. then, you know, some of the things you have planned for uh, this year? Absolutely. So like I mentioned, the, um, the Emerging Leaders program is three years old. Yeah. And so we're really, really young. We're on our emphasis stages, but we're having such of, um, we're making such a powerful statement, especially within our communities of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over the past three years, the number of students that have applied to our program have increased. Last year, we had 876 students of color applying for this program. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that's when I think we were really trying to figure out, like, what is so special about emerging leaders, right? What is, because it's not just an internship program. And for what we found out is that students were looking for a community, a community that they're like, I can't find this if I walked out of my dorm, Mm -hmm. if I walked in my community, a community where I feel like I belong, Mm -hmm. where um, I feel like I'm connected, where I feel like people look like me Mm -hmm. and they understand me without me having to go into my whole story as to who I am. Right. And so for me, it was special, like I said, because I know how that feels. And um, so Emerging Leaders provides this community, but also provides a leadership development piece. And we want to make sure that we provide some benefit to the students at every point of the process. Because as we would love to provide internships for all these 876 students, we can't. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we don't want to, it's because yeah. we had like a lot of the companies haven't yet come to us to provide those opportunities. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, well, let's you're- talk. Yeah, well, this is a good segue <laughs> because let's talk about that. So, you know, you know, go on your site and you work with companies. Can you talk about, you know, I know the program's only three years old, mm-hmm. how you've worked with some companies already, and then 
you know, how are you looking to engage, you know, the business community here? Absolutely. So we have worked with a little over 80 companies over the past three years that yeah. have been able to provide internships. Some of them have provided one internship because of budget reasons. Other ones have been able to provide over 10 internships. And, um, and we will literally take any number of internships from any company. Because okay. what we're trying to do is we're not trying to restrict to just one industry yeah. or one sector. We want to make sure that we're providing opportunities across the board everywhere we can. And so we work with um, B Corps, like uh, companies like Fully, Beneficial mm. um, State Foundation. Mm. We work with nonprofits, um, foundations like the Orient Community Foundation. We work with large corporations, Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. um, um, blinking out here, Portland Electric, yeah. um, just to mention a few, Wine and Kennedy. Um, and so it's like, and they want to be part of this, yeah. right? And so what we have done as part of the leadership training, we actually invited some of those companies to provide some of that leadership development themselves. That's great. So Bolly Wells has provided some workshops um, as well as Cladability, um, Portland, um, Creator Portland Inc. has mm-hmm. also done that for us. And we again, we want to expose the students because a lot of the students, you know, like 50% of them told us, I don't know how to start my network. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where to start once I graduate. Right. And, yeah. Well, that's great. So, well, it's natural that here in Portland companies want to be a part of this. Um, yes. Because <laughs> that's kind of our community feel here a little bit. But there are, you know, there's a lot of great organizations here in town not doing something similar, but make complementary. So are you finding, just for yourself, as far as someone who's leading this um, you know, program and organization, have you yourself found a good network of other kind of nonprofits here? Or I'm, I'm curious about that piece because there are a lot of great you know, other organizations. Yeah. So we have, um, like I will say, we get a lot of, um, com- organizations coming to us and saying, how can we help? Mm-hmm. And we know we won't turn any help down just because we know that we, we're not going to change the diversity spectrum here in the mm-hmm. city of Portland through our program only, right? It's sure. just one component of it. Yeah. And so um, what we have found is people are willing to say, can I volunteer? Can I be a mentor? Can I um, provide you with some space even to host your events? Mm-hmm. Can I um, come and provide some type of service that you might need, mm-hmm. donations, you know, anything that we can do to help the students. Yeah. And so that has been definitely better. We've been really receptive to that. Yeah. And, and we love it because, like I said, it's a community component. Right. And we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're trying to get farther mm-hmm. ahead, right? So mm-hmm. with the help of everybody else, that's what we're trying to do. That's cool. So what do you what do you see, foresee kind of the future of the program? Yes. So the future. So right now we have the Emerging Leaders Internship Program. Um, this past year, in 2018, we got a grant to start a mentoring program okay. from uh, Work Systems as well. And so that mentoring program is to support two groups. One is the non-traditional students that want to go into healthcare and technology. Mm-hmm. So we'll be looking for mentors in that area to continue to provide um, those students opportunities to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a program called Eli Tech that is providing a mentoring program. It's a formal mentoring program for um, college students who want to go into technology companies hmm. as well. And we provide the entire um, mentoring, um, what I call it, program. So hmm. we provide the training, we provide the management, we have coaches as well. So everything is free to the student as well as the company. Cool. It's just getting the talent. Yeah. And then the other thing that we have in the future, oh, and we have 
just I, before I forget, a brand new partnership with Prosper Portland where mm. we actually provided grants okay. to a small businesses um, so that they can actually host one of our ELI interns. Very cool. Yeah. So um, the application closes actually this Friday okay. for those small businesses. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if the podcast might be up till the next week. But, okay, uh, <laughs> well, no, okay, no worries. Yeah. But, so we're trying to really figure out how do we immerse ourselves in the telecommunity. Yeah. And I think... Eventually, what we want to do is create a prof- another professional network for actually those established professionals of color mm-hmm. who are here in the city to help them not only prepare them to continue on, mm-hmm. but also ensure that they also bring in other community members into mm-hmm. their organizations. So you personally are doing a lot. <laughs> and I'm curious, you know, as you made the transition from you know this path of uh, mm-hmm. you know, computer science to, to overseeing this, what are some of the kind of the biggest like a development personal developments for you for along the way personal developments wow um so i actually so when i i got very very lucky when i was in high school and i got the gates millennial scholarship Mm. um so which is um bill melinda gates foundation funded so you get a full right to go to any university in the states and so through that network, I actually started volunteering, being an advocate, because for me is I want to get the word out about scholarships and grants out there to help students go to college. Mm-hmm. That has been a passion that my sister and I have had. And so through that work, we've been doing a lot of community service and mm-hmm. just getting students ready to apply to colleges. Um, so just kind of like doing that has been a fantastic and amazing thing for me. But I was able to get at the national level with that organization, working with the United Negro College Fund, Hispanic Scholarship Fund, and to provide um, seminars, workshops through them and volunteer. So Hmm. I serve as, I actually started their alumni association, help start the alumni association for the Gates Millennium Scholarship Program. Oh, wow. And that's like a national. It's a national, Yeah. So, um, well, that leads to my next question is, you know, let's talk about Portland a little bit. Yeah. So, it's, you know, <laughs> you, you work here, you're doing the work here, but you, you know, again, you, you're connected nationally. Um, how do you think Portland has changed as far as, um, you know, in regards to the growth here and business and opportunity for like the kids that are part of your, your mm-hmm. program? And, and, you know, do you see a lot of pros as we grow or some of the challenges maybe? Um, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity. I probably just working in this space now and being able to meet with different companies and kind of learning their story, their struggles, the challenges, but also their opportunities. I feel like we're in a, in a place right now for our community to be able to engage. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the challenges, especially when it comes to students from these communities of color, mm-hmm. specifically, is that there's not enough training, perhaps, that they have that they might come with. Mm-hmm. And so it's much more difficult for them to enter the workforce. Sure. Um, so we're trying to figure out how do we bridge that gap mm-hmm. because we have the talent and we have it here in our backyard, right? right. So how do we take advantage of that mm-hmm. and how do we help create these other communities where retention is a huge issue? And so, how do we? How does this? How can this program contribute to that retention efforts for the entire city as well? Right, and it, I mean, it's a, it sounds like timing wise, it's good because you're seeing a lot of these businesses want to engage with you exactly, because they yeah. need that talent 
and they need those people to stay there, right? <laughs> so yes. it, it sounds like um, you're just doing a, a great work. Well, so where can people find just more information? I, the, you don't throw out this, the website. So love <laughs> yes, uh, emergentleaderspdx.org. Yeah. And we please go to the website, find out about all of the different mm -hmm. programs. Uh, feel free to reach out to me directly mm -hmm. as well, mm -hmm. to anybody in the team. And we're more than happy to talk to you mm -hmm. <laughs> and have you engage with us. Awesome. Well, Cynthia, thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruden, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, 